Hello, and welcome back to Building Sustainably with Tim O'Brien Homes. I'm your host, Tim O'Brien. The housing industry has been on a wild ride for the last 24 months. A lot of attention has been given to the state of the housing industry over the past year and a lot of different reasons as to why it's happening, what is happening. When COVID became a reality in March of 2019, the home building industry was certain that a housing slowdown was imminent. What happened was completely the opposite, and the demand for housing became overwhelming. On this episode of Building Sustainably with Tim O'Brien Homes, I'm going to share with you a recap of the state of housing of 2021 and an outlook as to what to expect in 2022. In short, some of the challenges that we faced in 2021 are still likely to continue into 2022, but we do expect to see some relief towards the end of this year. So let's start first with, with building material prices. Uh, lumber took off and in 2021, skyrocketed to some of the highest prices we've ever seen, with production remaining low, even with such a high demand. Lumber became the driving force behind builders increasing home prices multiple times throughout the year. Lumber in general helped increase the average price of a new single family home during this time by roughly $18,000. Although framing lumber did start to see a decrease in price, actual pricing was slow to follow suit as lumber worked its way through an already ravaged supply chain. So Lumber became a problem because when COVID hit, lumber mills believed, as well as most people in the housing industry and in manufacturing, that housing was going to slow down. So lumber mills began to shut down uh, production. Um, when it became evident in April or May that demand for housing sales was skyrocketing, it took much longer to bring these mills back online. And at that point, a lot of their workforce had experienced COVID or were in uh, a COVID environment where they could not have as many people working close together or not as many people were able to participate in the workforce of the lumber mills because of COVID. So that created this supply-demand imbalance for lumber that it had taken a long time for it to work itself out. As we get into the early parts of 2022, we're starting to see uh, lumber, which went from its bottom of roughly late October, early November, is starting on its increase again. Now, not as severe as a increased rate of what it did uh, back in the summer of 2021, but we still expect that lumber prices are going to uh, increase again, maybe anywhere from two to three times what the traditional lumber package may have been. We do expect that to come down much sooner than it did last year, uh, but there's still a lot of volatility in the lumber market. Now, the cost of steel and any other products containing resin, which is the glue that makes up so many different products, everywhere from uh, the plumbing pipe that's used to the glue in the cabinets or glue in flooring products. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendous how much resin is used uh, in our industry, and that continues to rise on, on unprecedented rates. Going into 2022, builders continue to battle 
getting building materials such as windows, garage doors, cabinets, uh, and, and in some cases, continuing uh, to be a problem is appliances. Appliances was one of the first early uh, challenges that we've had in the supply chain, and, and that really hasn't lightened up much at all. Uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned, lumber continues to remain volatile as prices have nearly tripled last year. And going into the new year, we expect them to continue to go up. But as mentioned previously, we expect them to recover much sooner than they did last year. In addition to what I mentioned above, the cost of shipping containers has increased anywhere to four to five times from pre-pandemic levels. Um, you used to be able to get a, a shipping container for anywhere from three to five thousand dollars, which has now gone uh, to twelve or fifteen to, to twenty thousand dollars. So that too has put a tremendous amount of pricing pressure on products that are coming from overseas, and it's not just home building products. I mean, it's any product that's coming from overseas, whether it's to manufacture an automobile or whether it's even uh, products that go in the grocery stores. Uh, shipping containers have significantly increased. And uh, although I hear that they're starting to soften a little bit, they'll continue to be elevated for quite some time. So these supply chain issues will all continue through most of 2022, but we do expect to see some easing up later this year and into 2023. Um, there are some signs and hints that some products are starting to come through better, um, but we're still experiencing some challenges in getting a, a lot of product from overseas, in, the, in particular through uh, coming through from Asia. So the next piece is labor shortage. We had a labor shortage uh, that began back essentially coming out of the Great Housing Recession and, and from 2008, 2009. We started. Uh, once we started to see housing pick back up again in early parts of 2010, but more robustly in 2013, we started to really see that that labor strain because a lot of the workforce left during that housing recession that we had back in, in 2008. A lot of that housing recession led by poor lending standards. I mean, that was the primary reason for um, such a such a deep and long recession. We don't anticipate that anytime again in, in, in my lifetime, but all the same, that was something that created this, this huge uh, shortage of labor. So we need to have a skilled and capable labor force. It's, it's, it's vital to meeting our nation's housing demands and addressing the skilled labor shortage is critical to maintaining the pace of needed new inventory for housing, as well as providing more affordable housing. However, towards the end of 2021, over half, roughly 55% of the single-family builders in this country reported a shortage of labor across the workforce. Lawmakers uh, have taken notice and are working to develop programs, apprenticeship programs. Um, there's some great dual enrollment programs, be partnerships between high schools and uh, some of our technical colleges that are helping get students into skilled trades programs while they're still in in high school, investing in this career technical education to bolster the next generation of skilled labor. And at Tim O'Brien Homes, we continue to address this issue head on uh, as we continue to expand our partnerships with local high schools to build homes across Milwaukee and the Madison areas. For over 10 years, we've provided an in-field classroom for students to work side by side with our trade partners, building a new home from the ground up. 
And we th- just last year, we made uh, a sizable donation to the Madison Area Builders Association, who partnered with the local Boys and Girls Club of Madison uh, and participated in the new groundbreaking for this new world-class skilled trade center expected to reach nearly 3,000 students uh, from all areas of skilled trades in the construction field. So it's these types of, of investments and grassroots efforts that will help us uh, locally, but we also need a uh, more robust program coming, coming from both uh, our local government, our state government, and our federal government to really promote uh, the skilled trades programs in schools and get those back into the schools to help support uh, kids and students that are looking for alternatives to a, a four-year degree program. The next uh, and third topic, housing affordability, will always continue to be a topic. Uh, most of it's relative to the time that we're, we're in, but especially now with this increasing increasing uh, cost basis that we're under for new homes and replacing inventory that uh, is either being uh, needed as new or being torn down and rebuilt, housing affordability continues to remain an ongoing concern surrounding the home building industry. Um, factors that contribute to this uh, are both lots, home sites available, and labor shortages. And you compound that with rising material costs and, and put the land development costs in there. It sidelined a lot of home buyers during a year of high demand when builders were focused to put projects on hold at a time when housing inventories were at record lows. Although low mortgage rates helped to offset some of the rising costs, Buyers are still priced out of the market, and at the moment, affordability sits at the lowest levels since 2012. So while lean existing home inventory and solid buyer demand are supporting the need for new construction, the combination of these ongoing increases for building materials and and our skilled labor shortages, higher mortgage rates point to declines for housing affordability in, in 2022. Rising interest rates. Uh, is the fourth topic we're going to hit on. Um, for the first time since the early 1980s, the U.S. economy has experienced a period of elevated inflation. And because of the supply chain issues attributable to the pandemic and significant rise in government spending, the Consumer Price Index, otherwise known as the CPI, measures of, of cus- uh, consumer inflation recorded a 7% year-over-year gain in December of 21, the highest in nearly 40 years. Our National Association of Home Builders forecast uh, sees the Fed rate raising the rates, the federal fund rate, three times in 2022, accelerating the pace of the taper of the asset-backed security purchases. These moves will continue to cause interest rates to rise over the course of 2022. The average 30-year fixed rate mortgage is expected to increase to 4% near the end of the year, um, still Phenomenal by historical standards, uh, but obviously in the short term uh, creates a little bit of anxiety in going from that those low threes up to four, but still better than the average over the past 20, 30 years. You combine this with ongoing home price appreciation, higher rates will place this additional pressure on housing affordability. So clearly, these increases highlight the importance of taming these building material costs. And like I mentioned, I expect that towards the end of this year, we'll start to see a little bit more flatlining of some of these costs. But at the same time, um, I don't expect them to go down. 
amongst all of these challenges, the housing industry continues its rebound and post record housing starts numbers. Uh, total housing starts for 2021 were 1.6 million starts. We're traditionally were uh, on average about 1.1 to 1.2 million, but this 1.6 million housing starts was a 15 and a half percent gain over the 1.38 million that were in 2020. So this double digit gain for single family starts in 2021 was a continuation of the rebound and expansion of the home building that took place in the wake of the pandemic. So, but despite these looming interest rate hikes, new single family sales in January of this year were uh, high as consumer demand still continues to remain robust. Uh, the backlog that builders have in terms of sales is still very strong, and we continue to see that demand, especially in light of uh, limited opportunities with home building lots available. So what does this all mean if you're looking to build or buy a new home this year? Uh, with mortgage rates projected to increase to only about 4% this year, now is a great time to buy. Uh, despite some of the limited land availability for many home builders across the country, uh, we here at Tim O'Brien Homes have available home and lot packages in many great neighborhoods in the Milwaukee and Madison area. We appreciate you hanging with us today and uh, our discussion related to the housing market, looking back at 2021 and 2020, and looking forward into 2022. And we appreciate you and all, wish you all the best in your journey as you continue your search for new housing. <music>